0: Is it me or was it hiding here? Is it me or was it hiding here? So Hollywood double So
1: Hollywood
0: O double So Hollywood O double So Hollywood O so double Hello ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get ignorant The Hollywood lights are bright, let's get right for a little bit The writing's so low, so let's girl and bump it a little bit Let's celebrate life like it's gonna end in a little bit Hit the bottom, a little twist, and mix it with some of this And mix it with Hollywood, and you're far from monotonous Imagine the gas can't produce more hotness than this hip-hop pop, it's a female double H-O-L-L-Y-W-O-O So Hollywood O So Hollywood O double L why Double U double O So Hollywood A O double L Why Double U Double O D O Is it Me or was it hiding here? Is it me or was it hiding here?
1: Hey, hey, hey. What up, everybody? It's your girl, markita but they like to call me Miss Hollywood. And you're tuned into to another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. So Hollywood, the podcast is a platform where everyone is treated equally and where I bring just everybody together with this thing called entertainment. As you guys know, um, I like to do a recap of my last episode and which was episode 34 and um, I had Jaquan Grand. He is a Virginia, or Portsmouth native. He is also CEO of R- ROE Records, CEO of NGR Media. It's a multimedia company based out of Fayetteville. Um, along with some other things, as far as he's a veteran, uh, he decided to join the military to fund his music career, in which I haven't, that was like the second person that has actually told me that, that has been on this show um, and being in a group and breaking up to a solo artist. And when he became a solo artist, it became much more easier for him to um, to be an artist, so to speak. Uh, his single, which is Rolling Stone, is being placed on two shows right now, Ghost and I believe, um, I can't believe I just forgot it. Like I literally had a brain fart. But anyway, um, he also has a little documentary on his YouTube page. If you go to his page, it's Jaquan Grand on instagram and um today oh before i get to that 45 after i like to do this thing called top five uh 50 after i do this thing called wind down which is you know social media <clears throat> excuse me, social media shout outs all that good stuff um but first i like to do this thing called question of the day which is i allow my guests in which we have a guest today to answer the question at the end of the show because I just want them to get a feel of, you know, the show. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, my gosh. The show and whatnot. So the question is, what bothers you about the industry? Why and what would your solution be? Um, I have a little unique uh, top five today because he's not an artist. He's not any anything of that nature. He's more of a businessman than anything And um, I have a little unique top five that I'm going to get into. But um, without further ado, I'd like to introduce my guest, uh, Amir Boyd, uh, VP Promotions of Interscope Records. Uh, He's a go-go fanatic, um, a vet in the industry, and I believe he used to work with Grand Hustle, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And we met years ago, I, I believe, either on Twitter or either the Core DJ Retreat, one or the other, and um, you also have some things going on with New Balance. Um, you're a D.C. native, but um, we'll go into that as well. So how are you doing today, Amir?
2: I'm great. I'm great.
1: That's how are you? good. I'm, I'm great. I'm great. <laughs> it looks like you're, you're tired today. Are you tired today?
2: No, I'm good.
1: No. Okay. 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 So um, just I guess my first question I initially asked my guest is, how did this thing called entertainment enter your life?
2: I mean, is that is that the same as asking me how did I get in the entertainment business? Or
1: well, well, no. The I guess I want to say like your earliest memory because most people say like uh, most black households they play music on Sundays when they're cleaning up, and you know you're introduced to music that way, and they also played instruments when they were younger. You know that type of um, entrance to entertainment.
2: Um. I mean, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to say from from um, the day I was born, um, my mom tells me a story about the day I was born, um, you know, they were having a party at my house and my grandmother and my uncles and my godmother and mom and dad were there and my mom was like, you know, trying to encourage everybody to turn the music down. Um, and you know, like, nah, like, turn, don't turn it down. Keep it up. you mm-hmm. will grow up loving music. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, so like you said, you know, parents cleaning up and you know road trips and things of that nature is where you kind of you know hear music the most. Um, and you know all of that, yes, but also too, like I said, like, you know, I I, I don't ever remember not loving music. Um. And not, you know, having some kind of um, connection to music. You know, obviously, I'm 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 older, so I remember when hip hop wasn't really, you know, a thing. But it was it was R and B, it was soul music, it was even gospel music. You know what I'm saying? It's always kind of movement.
1: So, so and you're originally from the D.M.V. area, Maryland Maryland d
2: Actually, area. actually, actually, I was born in Detroit. What I didn't
1: know that.
2: I yeah, never knew that. But I can <laughs> I can I, I can't really claim Detroit cuz I was only here 13 months of my life. Okay. So that initial moment, that musical moment, that that moment where my grandmother was telling my mom, "Don't worry about him. He's going to end up growing up loving music. That happened in Detroit."
1: Okay. Okay, Motor City. That's where I'm actually that's where I was born as well. If you didn't Yeah, I that. think I knew Yeah. Oh yeah <laughs> so you, know, mm-hmm. you definitely had to be born and if you if you were anywhere near detroit it was always something going on motown of course and then so when you got to when did you move to dc and then became
2: i, I was like 13 months so you know I, I wasn't even two years old okay yeah so oh. you know but so i, I that's why I, you know my my my, my you know all of where you're from stuff don't even really matter. Okay. Real That's why, I, you know, I think um, later on in life, you know, like I said, I always loved music, but then later on in life when I went to college and realized that I went to Morgan State and realized that I could throw parties. And it initially started out, excuse me, initially, the parties initially started out as me creating something that I wanted to see um you know we went to parties on campus or parties off campus and there was never really like no real like dc maryland presence as far as what the djs were playing mm-hmm. and i always had a Walkman on me or you know something playing music i would be listening to go-go all the time so i started throwing these parties in my apartment in my apartment in my basement mm-hmm. um there was just strictly go-go and i would be djing from cassette tapes with for just old, you know, PA tapes. Right. I had to do a dual cassette player, and I'd be DJing, um, strictly just for people from home. And then, obviously, that turned into, you know, me me hiring another DJ to DJ upstairs, and I would DJ downstairs. And next you know, we had like an old New York, DC, Philly, you know, thing going on. And and I still would be downstairs DJing from cassette tapes in my basement, and uh, you know. That was, like, when I first started making some money um, doing parties or, or, or in the entertainment business or music business or whatever.
1: So the college days were more prominent or were the were the prominent years of you really getting into...
2: Yeah, absolutely. And college so- is when, when I realized my niche.
1: And so how... How did I know go-go is the one of the main things that that uh, or the main music outlets in DC. Can you talk a little bit more about that cuz a lot of people don't know what go-go is. They just think that it's just a different, you know, not weird genre, but at when I moved to Virginia, I was I wasn't a fan of go-go. But once I went to Norfolk State and we started going to those sweat boxes and the parties that I got introduced to go-go and I love it now. Like yeah. can you can you elaborate a little bit on like the go go scene and like how that played a a huge role in your life?
2: Well, I mean, you know, growing up in the D and V area, like, you know, the go go was it's our it's our culture, right? So mm-hmm. it's a it's a genre of music, call and response, um and real live instrumentation. You know what I'm saying? But you got, you know, artists who Know, play 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 instruments
3: right. and
2: sing and they rap and they all kind of got together and made these bands. Shout out to um, Chuck Brown, who was like the originator of it. Um, however, um, you know, they would do a lot of cover band, uh, covers of mm-hmm. other artists and you know, a lot of them would be rap songs. And in D.C. back in the day, you couldn't have no rap show if you didn't have a go-go band on the set as well. Really? Um you couldn't you couldn't have like I don't care who it was, it could be anybody from, you know, Ludacris to fucking Alicia Keys. If they wasn't if they didn't have a go go uh band on the set on the show nobody nobody would, would go. Wow. Or if they if they did, the go go band would go first and everybody would leave when the go go band finished. Um so so you know, and again, they did all the cover covers or you know a lot of the rap records. So growing up back then, you 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 may have learned some of the words to some of these rap songs through go go music. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying, or you know they may have been your first introduction to that song. Um, and then you would you know learn the words or whatever whatever. But yeah, so so go go you know is is a music is a genre of music that's um you know DC. Um, based and it is what it is it's going to be that way and it is that way and it's a culture that um a lot of national known artists have benefited from Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying but they don't necessarily be like yo this is a go-go song or I got this from DC like that very rarely happens but um you know from Jay-Z to Missy to Beyonce to Migos Mm -hmm. to you know you know, Eve. Like I, I can give you so many artists that have used GoGo music in they in they song, and those songs have been big records for those artists too. So it ain't just like they, you know, getting on some shit that ain't that ain't really relevant. Like they actually end up those songs, they end up using GoGo samples or whatever the case may be. Those songs end up being big, big records for those artists. Right, right. So a lot of times people getting GoGo and they don't even realize they're getting
1: it. Facts. Big facts, because you just be like that. That didn't sound like that song. I mean, it sounds like the song, but it's more of the the live instruments and the live exactly. like vibrant. Like it's not, it's nothing like go go music for sure.
3: No,
1: you got grown man dancing. Well, not, I don't want to say dancing, but beating your feet so to speak to go go music. And you be like, wait a minute, what is this? And it's just, it's just a yeah. mind blowing situation. So when, yeah. once you got introduced to GoGo, um, what what uh what took place afterwards? Like, did, did, were you a, a, a radio personality? Because I on, on some of your Instagram posts, I see that you were, were you know, um, what is it? WGPC.
2: WPGC. Yeah. WPPC. Yeah. So I was never. Um. I, well, I mean, it's a lot of skipping around right. as far as my career, but mostly college and then. I had a lot of other little engine uh, jobs and some really good jobs that were in the music industry. And, um, then I ended up getting a job at, at, at WPGC okay. in D.C. I wasn't on the air. Um, I was a promotion person. So I was the first person there and the last person to leave for every event. You know, set up, break down, put together, all that kind of stuff. But then I learned how to do some other things at the radio station, like engineering. Oh. And I learned how to... Um, you know, do a whole lot of stuff at this particular radio station. I looked at it as, as an opportunity for me to learn, you know, how the business is done. Then I also got a lot of great relationships that I still have to this day mm-hmm. from being at that relationship. I mean, at that radio station. And I left that station and went to another one in Baltimore, okay. um, at 1057. And that station went off the air. And then I ended up in Atlanta, um, a couple of weeks later working in radio again as a promotions manager. So I went from a regular promotions person. To assistant promotions director, mm. to um, you know, a, a promotions manager. And you know, I've always like been the kind of person that wants to leave some sort of legacy no matter where I am, you know, no matter what job or opportunity or you know, even college. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they were throwing parties, but it wasn't throwing parties like I was throwing parties. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah, PGC was doing stuff out in the streets, but. Wasn't, they wasn't they you know, we had a good team and then when I got to X one oh five seven I kinda of took what I did and or what I learned at P G C and kinda of brought it to Baltimore and um and then did the same thing in Atlanta. So there's there's things and um thing institutions that I put in order. Um I put in place in all those markets that are still happening today. Wow. Um, you know, so it, it being then when I got to got to Atlanta um, you know, again, just using my relationships and, and my know how, kind of just, you know, work things out to where, um, you know, other opportunities were coming towards. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So DTLR, that opportunity came to me. So I helped Atlanta, I helped DTLR open up their first eight stores, eight or nine stores in Atlanta. Really? I, I did the marketing for them and the street team and all that kind of stuff and a lot of community um, community outreach type stuff going on. I was I was very influential in, in um you know creating that in Atlanta. Right. And um again to this day, you know what I'm saying, like a lot of stuff that I was doing that they still do to this day. Because again, like I said, I've I've always been about like, you know, yeah, coming in, but, but, but when you leave, like are they are they gonna remember you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know I right. mean, so so I I've always made sure that,
1: you know, that i lasting
2: impression. Even, yeah, mm-hmm. I made lasting impressions and then, you know, Always open somebody else up too. I'm saying I'm big on that. Of
1: course, definitely. So when you got to Atlanta and you you started experiencing um, that type of, because that's a whole another genre, uh, like outlook itself. Like Atlanta is is for Atlanta, and it's always someone on, in Atlanta that's just pushing Atlanta records and Atlanta artists or whatnot. So, um, how did you? Touch bases with Grand Hustle because I remember at one point in time you were uh, doing some things with Lil Duval and um, I think with Clay. So how did how did that even transpire?
2: Well, well, once I got to Atlanta and I got out of DTLR, I ended up on the record label side okay. and working at Atlantic Records and Warner Brothers. Um, and um, I remember I remember um being introduced to some of the players at Grand Hustle prior to you know, me working in at Atlanta. But then when I started working there, um, obviously, you know, we would cross paths a lot more. Right. And those guys, you know, reminded me of, of my homies that I grew up with back home. So it was easier for me to, like, kind of just hang out with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, we right. was kind of, like, all doing the same shit. And, yeah, they was on a, you know, we moved. I was at the, at the label, but they, you know, they was at the joint venture, but it still was like, oh, okay, those guys wear cool sneakers and I wear cool sneakers. <laughs> so that's all hang out sometimes you know what i'm saying like you know it, yeah. it would be it would You're be so things modest. like that i mean you know right. it, 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 it would be things like that and then um um i didn't start working with them like working working with the label Grand Hustle label until um i had already left that label atlantic and i left interscope uh, i went back to radio to be a music director
1: you were still in atlanta though Right. I was still in
2: Atlanta the whole time, but then I had, like, you know, I've always been the kind of person that somebody else wanted on their team. So I was like, yo, yeah. the office right, and, you know, let's go. So, you know, I leave Atlantic to go to Interscope. I leave Interscope to go back to radio to be a music director. And then I leave the music, ra- music director position at V103 to go be a Grand Hustle. And again, like I said, it was all like, man, you you killing shit over there. Why not you come rock with us? Right. Every single, every single opportunity is like I didn't actually like apply for no job. I hadn't applied for no job in over twenty five years because it's always been relationships wow. and, and people know that, you know, one thing about a man, he's gonna get some shit done and Facts. and he's gonna leave something, he's gonna help some other people and he gonna leave something that we're gonna end up doing for the rest of our you know, whatever. So right. so the Grand Hustle thing was based upon relationships and I had already been helping doing some consulting for them. And um, you know, Tip was getting ready to go go to jail, but before he went to jail, he was like, "Yo, we're gonna put you on the road." And and we was out on the road promoting the uh, Paper Trail album, mm-hmm. also while p- promoting the Big Country and Young LA and and Bob and everybody else we had signed up. Right. And um, I ended up being on the road with Tip for like two two months. And prior to that, I was just like, I knew a lot of people and stuff in the DC Maryland area, but then obviously in the southeast, which is at that time, my region was just like Georgia, Alabama, and Tennessee. And then got a little know a little bit to Florida. But when I go out to Tip, now I know everybody all over the country. Right. You know what I'm saying? Cause, right. you know, we, 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 you know, Tip, yeah, he Atlanta, but he, 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 a nationally known at, So, you know, we're going everywhere. And I'm, I'm, they knew who we to put on the road, too, because they knew I was going to come back with those relationships. Right. They would help us with the young droves, the young LAs, the BOBs, the A Ball and JGs, the, you know what I'm saying? Whoever, you know what I'm saying? Like right. so that's that's how that kinda happened. Um, you know, through through Jason Jeter and and, and and um Clay and, and Hannah, you know what I'm saying, and, and then some all the other players that was over there with us at the same time. Like, you know, so it again it was just, you know uh, you know, relationship and timing mm-hmm. and then, you know, once you once you become a person that people know that they can count on to get shit done right the first time. You know, your your reputation and, and everything after that kinda of just proceeds.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I get it because 'cause you're definitely like when when we met, I believe in person it was at in Atlanta at one of the retreats. And I think mm-hmm. it was I don't even know how many years ago it was. But yeah, I
2: probably I probably I probably was I mean I still grand hustle, like you know. What I don't I I think you were with
1: them. little little Duval yeah, at that time.
2: So I, I had been Duvall's road manager too.
1: Okay. You know what I'm saying?
2: Okay. So, 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 you know, like Grand Hustle ain't nobody that, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's my family. Like, I don't of work course. for them no more. But, but if I call any of them niggas, they're going to pick up the phone and help me, whatever. Or I help them. Same thing. Whatever they need help with, I help them with. Right. So, you know, it's it's just, you know, it's just a family at this point. You feel know I me? Mean? Right. So, um, and Duval is the same. Like, he's part of the Hustle gang. He's part of our family. So, right. you know what I mean? Right. We all kind of just, you know, Coexist, no matter what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I think when I met you, that I, I was at you know either core retreat or something, I think and I probably it, was moving around Duval at the time.
1: Yeah, I think it was because it was like years ago. And then when I met you, then it was just like it. It felt like I even told you that I was like, "Yo, it felt like I known you for years," and I and I literally just met you, and you was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, yeah, all modest and shit," but.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that's another story. So after uh being a part, well, you're still being a part of Grand Hustle, but after a little Duval what um did you do? I know you're in California now. How did you? How did that transition go back from that to back to Interscope? Because I know you're at Interscope right now. So
2: so um, yeah. So I, you know, again, like you know, I mean, Grand Hustle, that's my family. So I ended up at, at Epic um, because I told them, I told some execs over there, they called me one day and was like, yo, who the hottest people in Atlanta? Mm-hmm. And I ran down some names and one of them was Future. Okay. They end up signing Future and then they end up hiring me. So I was at Epic for like the first three years when they came back. Okay. I ended up getting fired, um, and, um, dealt with a whole bunch of darkness and depression and all that kind of really? stuff. And And, um, and then, and then, um. I started doing something that I had done back in D.C. Uh, at the beginning. or not at the beginning, but uh, substitute teaching and driving Lyft and Uber and all that kind of shit. Like, just, you know, make sure my kids were straight.
3: Right. Um,
2: but I ended up on a book tour, doing some book tours. And I had done book tours before. Um. So I ended up doing a book tour with Julia Beverly for her book on oh, Shout C. out to Julia Beverly, she's
1: dope.
2: And, she, yeah, she was. And, uh,
1: she did Ozone. A long time yeah, ago. Ozone. Mm.
2: Yes, Ozone Magazine. She yeah. created that. Yeah. Um. So, I did. I did. Um.
1: Oh, and the book, the book that you're speaking of is that the J. Prince book?
2: Nah. Well, that that was later on. Okay. I, I did the the the, the um uh, C book where okay, yeah 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 yeah, Penn and we went across the country. And at this time, I was up to teaching and driving lifting Uber. And um I didn't really have you know what I'm saying, like I, I was I was doing my thing but it wasn't, you know, but she kinda like, you know, we got on the road, you know, I had my a breakfast club and right. think all these shows and kinda showed me that I was I was um I was good even if I didn't have a major label support. You know what I'm saying? It made me feel like, bro, you know how to do some shit. You just need to Get back to it, right,
3: right, and
2: it helped me. Um, and at the time I needed that because again I was in a dark place after losing my job and losing all this shit that really end up don't really mean be mean enough to you, right, right. But nonetheless, um, you know it was a great experience, you know, to kind of get me back out on my side, you know, yeah. and understanding, you know, Things where happen. my superpowers are and all that mm-hmm, kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I I look at that at that time is, is a valuable time because it, it allowed me to, you know, see myself from a different lens. So, um, that, and then, so, the epic thing, I lose the job at epic, I fall into deep depression, I end up going into the, on the book tour mm-hmm. with Julia, mm-hmm. and then, I started working with another young, amazing young artist named Nick Grant, Nick Grant. and, I signed back up, you know, partnership with, you know, with Jason Jeter and Chaka they had a label called Culture Republic, and I kind of was like VP of the label and just moving things around and making sure Nick was straight, and then I ended up doing the branding and marketing for Hustle Gang Clothing Line again. Okay. okay. You know what I'm saying? And that's my family, so you know what I'm saying? Like, a Brother Needs, something they had it for me, so right, did that, and then I ended up back in Interscope. Okay. Um You know, this time a different capacity. The first time I was just a regional in Atlanta or, you know, in Southeast. But now I'm a um, senior national director. And How
1: um, how did that even make you feel when you were, when you revisited Interscope as a bigger, like, position that you were once in? How did that make you feel?
2: It made made me feel appreciative that folks really were seeing that I was out here doing shit, even without, you know what I'm saying, all the bells and whistles and stuff. but. Um, you know, I, I have some people that have always been, you know, um, champions of mine, you know what I'm saying? Or I've been champions of theirs and we, we stay down with each other. So the first time and the second time I ended up by, back back in Interscope or I ended up in Interscope was due to a, a friend that I had met, um, before I even moved to Atlanta, you know, virtually, you know, back then it was two-way pages. That's how right. we met over two-way pages. But we we didn't we didn't really meet each other until I moved to Atlanta and you know he 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 one day you know we were going to visit a market together I was working at Atlanta he was working at Interscope and I went in and sold my promotion and on the way back he was like yo that was dope I'm getting ready to get a you know raise and a um in, in, in a new position in the company you want to come over here and work at Interscope so for me Interscope has always been like the Lakers or the Yankees or the Cowboys or whatever like. Even when they had bad season, they still, you know, the ones that everybody watched. So right. um, it was it was a no-brainer for me, and, and they was going to give me Florida at the time. So here we are, you know, almost 20 years later, mm. same thing happens. You know what I'm saying? Opportunity comes, and Interscope kind of offered me the biggest bag and the biggest, you know, <laughs> position I've ever had in my career. Um, and it, to and come it allowed be a you to relocate, thing. right? Love and they, yeah, name exactly. Name. They wanted me to relocate. So I had already been wanting to get out to LA to live out there. You know what I'm saying? My, my, my guy, Nick, we were spending a lot of time out in LA, and I started talking about living out there. And my daughter was in, at USC at the time. So I had already been talking about living in LA, and then it ended up happening. Mm. So, you know, Nick, what, I, what I didn't touch on, but we kind of go back just a little bit. But all of this is stuff that I, you know what I'm saying, I've been speaking to in existence. All of it. Facts. And so, yeah. Only thing I really didn't foresee was the D T stuff, but everything else I kinda, you know, spoke all of
1: this and it. right. Because you've you already had that relationship on top of that and then you were already already building a brand for yourself. So you were yeah, re- exactly. well so, respected in the industry and well respected wherever you went, irregardless yeah. of the fact. Yeah. Yeah,
2: no, nah, I appreciate that, but Keenan Johnson was the one who you know, it was like, yo, bro, I'm about to get this new position over here. and will not you come rock with us? And then when this new job came available, you know what I'm saying, I, I crazy because I saw them walking into a Dave Chappelle show in Atlanta, him and his boss. I was like, yo, I hear, I hear y'all hiring. And, uh, you know, he was like, yo, let, let's talk. Right. And I happened to be back in Atlanta, I think, something. I don't know what I was doing. Um, I was on the road a lot back then, but um, I ended up, you know, you know, just the right place at the right time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Knowing the right people and having a good relationship, man. Right. So here yeah, I am back in Interscope, and I've been out in L.A. for almost four years. It's been four years? Yeah, it'll be four years in July. Do you see...
1: <clears throat> what do you see Um, in, like, your near future for Innscope?
2: Well, At some point, I'm going... At some point, um, I'm going to end up running a label. Like, a whole label. Like, I'm going to end up running one of these majors and um yeah that's the goal um you know everybody like why well, won't you run your own shit? and I'm like yeah but I, I want to run one of the ones that's not running properly right now Ooh. and then I'm gonna have my own shit and then I'm gonna show people how to how to do it that way but um you know I got my hands on a lot of different things mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying um all you know branding for myself yes. you know what I'm saying and and i'm I'm starting to be more comfortable with talking about some of the stuff that I've been a part of and things that I've done um at some point I want to write a book because i I got a lot of stuff that people don't don't know about me oh yeah you know what I'm saying <laughs> things that I've been into that um you know I ain't gonna say I'm not proud of, but you know I've had a you know some things that um you know that 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 I want to be able to tell people from a different perspective right right uh, of course. You know what right. I'm saying? So th- those are some things that, that I'm I'm working on. I just, you know, it's, again, it's, it's, it's I'm realizing more and more that, you know, you're just as good as your own brand. So you got to be branding yourself out here, too. Facts. Uh, I'm, I'm big on, you know, the D.C. culture. I'm trying to, I'm going to, with people, you know, because I always wonder, like, damn, like, you know, we got all these TV shows and shit like that yeah. talking about different. Times in different places, but we don't have nothing like that for DC. Right. You know, there's no wire for the DC. There's no snowfall for the DC, or you know. But but DC played a significant role in a lot of this stuff that's out here, and people don't really get the credit like they should. So I'm always trying to figure out a way to add the DC culture to what's going on. Um, I'm bringing backyard out to out to out to LA for Juneteenth. Oh um, my goodness! Um, for a Juneteenth celebration. Um, you know, I always every now and again I do something in Morgan for Morgan State Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm doing I'm doing something for Morgan State Homecoming. I'm doing something for CIAA in Baltimore. So yeah, I got my hands in a lot of things. Um, you know, outside of just you know what I do over at Interscope.
1: Well, that's amazing because, like I said, a lot of people still don't know about the the D.C. culture. They just know what they see on TV or the lack thereof or the things that they hear. Because to be 100% honest, that's like a waypoint between uh, the New Yorks and the Virginias. And the, you know what I mean? Like you have to go through D.C. to get to New York or to a, the Atlanta. So you have to stop by and see that music scene because just like... Um, just like DC Virginia is also a, a slept on market. We have a lot of talent here. Um, I don't know why a lot of people don't come here as much as as much as they should although of course the pandemic and stuff is happening but people are making a way to do it so <clears throat> do you see do you yeah. see yourself like
2: uh-oh. go ahead
1: I'm oh do you see yourself like traveling um, like to these little areas? And 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 um, doing something within them because I know you said DC is on your on your top list. So what are your other like cities you're going to visit to like I guess rebuild or brand or you know what I mean? If that makes sense.
2: Well, I mean, I feel like you know people should constantly be um, reinventing themselves.
1: Facts. Yes.
2: You know yes. what I'm saying? So you know whether it's no matter what. You know what's going on. Like you just be reinventing yourself, and then also too, like you want to make it so that people don't always see your next move. Mm. So when I be doing stuff, a lot of times people are like, "Man, I ain't see that coming." Right? But see, I saw it coming. I saw it coming, and I didn't share it with everybody. Right. So you know, um, but I also believe in like. You know, speaking things into existence, mm-hmm. having some some form of relationship with some higher being, and you know, being able to, um, you know, have, you know, control over your life where you can say, okay, I I'm, I'm going to do this, mm-hmm. and and not not speak it as if you doubt, like you know, certain words I won't use because they they, they impact or they mean doubt, and when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. So, you know, I think having, again, you know, being um, intentional with your words um, can help you a long way, help you go a long way in this business or in life, period. So, you know, reinventing yourself is something that's really important because you have to, you know, I I, I, I said this in the article some years ago. Um, I want to say maybe 2005 or something like that, about adapting. Oh, yeah. And if you don't adapt, you'll disappear. So if, if, if you if you don't know how to reinvent yourself, then you're just kind of like going to be doing the same stuff the same way, trying to get different
1: results, and that's, that's insanity. Right, right. You got to mix a little new with a little old. and then You know what I mean? Yeah. And then also you have to to be able to step outside of that box. A lot of people are within their heads, and that's where a lot of mistakes get made, if that makes sense. um, So just step outside the box and just, like you said, rebrand yourself, because I'm actually in the process of rebranding myself, my life, just, you know, everything in general, because if you don't do it in your personal life, the things that you want on the outside is not going to be reflected back to you, if that also makes sense. So I'm I'm, yeah. I'm glad that you even got out of that depression to get to where you are now because you're able to talk about it amongst people that might be going through the same exact thing that you're going through. And me, you know, speaking personally, because like I said, I'm I'm definitely rebranding. And that's why one of the reasons I reached out to you to do an interview, because I just know you're just a genuine person. And a lot of people, a lot of people need to hear your words <clears throat> And what you're going through, and you know, stuff like that. Um, but outside of the industry things and becoming the VP of promotions for Interscope, um, you you deal with like you do running, you run f- like your 5Ks, and you're in the um, like sneaker, you're a sneakerhead, so to speak. Um, how did that even like become a? you know a situation of yours because I, I know you said you y'all used to talk about you know oh you got good dope sneakers let's be friends type situation mm. so how yeah, no. was that a part I, of your life like no nah, wow. i was just
2: being funny when i said that <laughs> yes. um but but as far as like you know my love for sneakers it, it probably comes from not having a whole bunch of sneakers when i was a kid you know what i'm saying? And, um, you know, we all, uh, you know, suffer from some form of PTSD. Right. And um, I think for me, you know, growing up with a single mother, and you know, having to be careful about the sneakers that you're able to get, or you know, I think it all kind of like rolled into into that. But um, you know, like like now, I, you know, I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm I'm still a sneakerhead, but. I kind of dialed it down a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like cause I used to go extremely hard way, especially <laughs> when I was, but um, but now I just you know, i I get the shit that I I like and you know that's going to be around for a long time or whatever, classic pieces. So I may be more into the quality instead of the quantity. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but um, you know, I just recently did this um, uh, New Balance. It's like a commercial with New Balance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, you know New Balance, you know Air Max had Air Max Day, and New Balance has Gray Day, so it was a celebration for Gray Day. And yesterday was Gray Day, 515. So, um, you know, just trying to you know make sure I'm I stay you know somewhat attached to the culture, mm-hmm. whether because the culture ain't just the music. You know, what I'm saying it's the styles, the lifestyle, it's the clothes, the shoes, it's it's the DJ, it's the graffiti, it's everything. So I try to make sure that. I'm still, you know, a part of it in some form or fashion. Right. Um, even though I'm not, you know, I think you got to make sure that, you know, you out here, you out here, you got to embrace the young people that's out here doing it too. Right, so. right. It'll stay, stay somewhat relevant in the shit.
1: So how did that whole New Balance um come into place? Because I'm, I'm a uh, fan of New Balances, and a lot of people sleep sleep on New Balance and Sacconi. I love Sacconi and New Balance. Uh-huh. Believe it or not. Yeah. But I also yeah. love Jordans, but I'm a, that, yeah. that is another thing because I got a whole little special thing for my top five when we get there, but go ahead.
2: Um. Well, again, DTLR, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to DTLR. They reached out to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me living in L.A. and being from the area and having, you know, you can pick me out anywhere because I probably got on New balance. Right. So, you know, <laughs> I've worn them all over the world and, and, and I make sure that... You know, people, you know, it's a thing, right? You wear some new balance, you know exactly where the person is from. So, um, you know, they reached out to me and uh, I was like, yo. And then I told them, like, they should do something on Jason Jeter, um, who's the homie. And they did him, too. So, um, and then I already knew June, so it was like a perfect fit. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a show, like, you know, the OGs that, and wearing New Balance and what it means to us and why we ended up wearing New Balance and what we think about New Balance. Um so it's a good little um little piece and the, the link is in my bio for the entire video recap. Um you can see the whole thing. The but it's just something amazing as well. So. Yeah, thank you. It's shout out to Torrance Hampton. It's it's something he's actually from Virginia. Um but it, it's something to show people um you know, what this New Balance phenomenon is all the way, all about and how how, the, how it's, like, sh- we're spreading it across the world. Slowly mm-hmm. with
1: Dude, um Does New Balance, do they sponsor your, your running? Because I know you also got into running. How did that even become, like... No, nah, I wish they would.
2: They need to be sponsored. I know, things.
1: right?
2: <laughs> but um, I, 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 um, so I ran track in high school, and I actually had a track scholarship for college, but I messed it up. Um, but I, 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 you know, my running for me, um, is a lot of things, right? Like, of course it's healthy. It helps you keep your weight off, Your weight drop off you like immediately when she starts running. And then also too, like it's therapeutic, you know what I'm saying? So I can get out there and run in the morning and think about everything I need to do for the day or the month. And get it going, you know what I'm saying, get get finished running and, you know, start implementing that stuff. So running for me is a lot of things. It's therapeutic. Um, obviously it helps, helps me help the old man stay in shape. <laughs> the old man. <laughs> and, um, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, it, it helps me, you know, um, with thinking and, and processing and stuff too. So, so that's kind of <laughs> like your your
1: your
2: therapy, like you said. It's just yeah, like, it's definitely yeah. therapeutic. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I remember when I first got back running, it was like when I was going through all the stuff I was going through in 2014. Like it was like you know, it would help me like get through the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to do like at least like 40 miles a month. So it may I may fall off sometimes and not run. At all, but um, it's easy for me to get back on the wagon. You know what I'm saying? Right,
1: right. How many? How many um, races have you ran?
2: Uh, I don't even remember all the races. And then, obviously, last year with COVID, right. you know, we couldn't do no races. But I said I was going to do a race every month mm-hmm. and, until COVID hit, and I, I was on track. You know what I'm saying? I was on track to doing one every month for that year. Um,
1: do you, but you know, do you see yourself like? Bringing that together with the industry, like having your own, and possibly getting some of these artists to I mean, participate. That's
2: a, that's a good idea. Um, I actually was trying to get BT to do something like that. Like you know, when they come in town for BT Hip Hop or BT Awards, like you know, let's make some one of the days about you know we no. should do a whole you know ten k or five k run or race walk and 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 you know get artists involved and. You know it's talk about you know health healthy living and healthy eating and stop eating dairy and stuff like that, like you know what I'm saying there's something I took to them and and again, like you know I'm the kind of person that you know I bring something to somebody and maybe they, they don't really get it, then I go do it myself and then everybody like, oh yeah, you know what I'm saying <laughs> so so if I can't get these folks to do it, maybe I'll end up doing it myself. I'm just trying to see what. What's going to change once the world opens back all the way
1: up? Right. Because that works, believe it or not, it works hand in hand because when you're on the road, it's not really much healthy eating. It's not really much, you know, health and and mental participation, so to speak, when you're on the road or even in everyday life. So people need to be introduced to that. And I think that would be very beneficial to the culture if something like that were to happen. Because I know Noriega, he does, he runs like 5Ks now. Or I know he he, had, he did at one point because I watched the whole Drink Champs, all that other stuff. But mm-hmm. it, w- it would definitely help the culture. And I think it'll be a pivotal moment for the culture if, if something like that were to happen, to be, you know, put into yeah. something like that.
2: Yeah, no, no doubt. Even what I do when I do it on social media, like you know, if I go running, and I post it, or, you know, I mean, my sh- people are always asking, you know, what are you doing and how are you doing? And and you know, I always tell people, you know, the first thing you want is some nice, comfortable running shoes. Don't don't just go get some shoes that you got in your closet that look like running shoes. Those may not just be running shoes. And then get you a nice playlist, and then breathe. You know what I'm saying? Get out there and run. So, you know, so many people have hit me telling me I've been inspiring them and now they doing more miles than me a month. But that's what it, that's what it's supposed to be about to me. We supposed to be inspiring each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you know, the, I think people, you know, they'll keep their house clean, they'll keep their car clean, but they won't keep their bodies clean or their mind clean. Mm-hmm. So Body-y, it's like huh? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? so so I'm I'm just an advocate for that
3: you know what i'm saying like keeping in mind
1: i actually went walking this morning and i was just like it's it's something that needs to be done because i had to clear my mind because i'm one of those ones that like if i don't get it off my chest then it's going to be on my mind so i'd rather do something to get it off so that was one thing that uh helped this morning before this interview and i I, i haven't went walking in a long time and then just this morning i was like yeah i think i need to
2: really get up and yeah, I mean it's oh. it's refreshing, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And then you outside, oh. you know, we got oh. somewhere in the house, so people be forgetting, like yo, you really supposed to be outside.
1: You need sun. You, know, that. you need that on your skin. You need your melanin yeah. to be <laughs> to exactly. be popping, so to speak. Because that helps exactly. a lot because, you know, if it's raining and stuff like that, people people feel that, you know, people feel yeah. the rain. People feel the, the 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 storm, I guess, coming over. But when it's sunny outside, you, you got to be outside. You got to you got to do something with yourself other than being inside because we've yeah, been no. inside forever now. And it's just, it's just yeah. it gets depressing after a while, believe it or not.
3: Yeah, so, trust me.
1: Yeah, we got to get out of that. And I think, like I said before, we definitely, because I know a lot of artists, they also have like juice bars and a lot of them are becoming vegan. So that will also help, you know, if you get these artists that, that have that, it'll help a whole lot. I believe I will be a follower, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say it and my podcast will be a follower, all that stuff. So I will definitely be an advocate for that because I'm, I'm, uh, yeah,
2: I'm gonna try to put something together. That's a goal of mine, putting together like a, a race with. You know, celebrities and athletes.
1: And, you and, know how big that is. Like, celebrities are on Twitch now. You know, doing certain things. Why can't they get out and run, or you know, you know, be an yeah. advocate for something better than themselves? Yeah. It's like a bigger. Once you figure all this out,
2: outdoorsy stuff, right? Um, that's not, uh, trust it.
1: Right, 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 right. Oh my goodness. But it's actually 48 after. Um, I know we can go talk and talk and talk all day, and I would love to like pick your brain about a lot of things, but you know, got to stick to a script, so to speak. <laughs> but I want to go ahead and do um, my top five. Uh, it's going to be like five questions, and then it's going to be a bonus top five because I know you're a sneakerhead, and I just went in my closet. I, I literally just became a sneakerhead as well because okay. I, I had no – you know, no reason not to. But I have some shoes here that I want you to rate. <laughs> this is the first time ever that I've ever done this. But okay, so let's get into the top five. Um top five shoe brands. Your top, top
2: five shoe brand. brands. Mm-hmm. I mean there's no bigger brand, I don't think, and not just shoes but like athletic shit, period. Than Nike. Nike. You know what I'm saying? Um but for me, you know, you know, New Balance is up there. Adidas is up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, I'm a, um, like, I, I, I like, um, this brand called Vism. Bism? Like, it's a Japanese brand. Mm-hmm. And then, um, what else do I have in my closet? Um, like I said, New Balance, Nike, Adidas, Vism, and, uh, I'm I mean it's probably not going to be a popular opinion but I like Vans too.
1: Vans are comfortable. They are definitely yeah. for the comfort level they're definitely, you
2: know, up to Yeah, good. I mean, you know, it's a different kind of vibe. I really like some LA shit, but yeah. Coast shit so, Yeah.
1: You got to wear like you know? long socks with them. <laughs> 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 okay, so um top 5 tours you've been on.
2: Top 5 tours? Mhm. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we we're obviously going out with Tip on the Paper Trail Tour. That was that was big. Mm-hmm. Um, being out with Future, you know, the beginning, you know what I'm saying? Um, that was pretty big, too. Being out with um, Nick Grant, we went all over the country. We went outside the country. That was big. Um, shit, man, I haven't been on so many tours. I can't remember them all. <laughs> And I would do both special too. Oh man, I bet that was like crazy. Yeah. Special. We a lot of stuff. Um, you got one more. And then I probably would say maybe like Young LA and mostly because Young LA was doing a lot of that stuff for the first time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? First time being on a plane. What? First time being in a certain hotel, you know, five star hotels and shit like that. Like, you know, I like I like being around artists when that shit
1: is going on, because you can see the 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 um the excitement that they have and like, yeah. the the humbleness that comes across them. Like wow, yeah. like that's that now that is a dope experience. Like experiencing yeah. someone's first, and you've already experienced that is like looking in the mirror. You're just like, oh my god, that shit is
3: amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: <it was> okay. <laughs> woo. Because I I went on the tour one time and I was like, this is different, different. <laughs> but um top five celebrities so to speak you've met like who
2: is that, that I've top met five? Mm-hmm. um see, I met Whitney Houston um Ray J introduced me to her one night Stevie Wonder to me is it the a goat though so I, I met him a couple of times like you know really got to know him and he got to know me mm-hmm. um I had dinner one time at Puff House and I sat next to Beyonce and he at the dinner table. That was kind of cool. Oh my gosh. Um, George Clinton was really cool. Met him one time at South by Southwest.
1: Did you smoke with him? Um,
2: I'm trying to think. Um, did, you, did you smoke with George
1: Clinton?
2: Huh? Did you smoke with George Clinton? I didn't smoke with George Clinton. I smoke with a whole bunch of people. Snoop, um, <laughs> Snoop is like top five Godfather for me. of of smoke. You know I'm <laughs> oh, I smoke with him. We chilled. We hung out. Mm. Um, I helped make this song happen that he had with Red Essence. And other us go band. So those those are probably the top ones. Okay. You know what I'm saying. Okay. Um, but but I never get used to being around Stevie Wonder. I think he's. I don't think I'm worried.
1: I bet that was an amazing experience
2: in its own. Um, which, which, what would you say? The Stevie Wonder?
1: The Stevie Wonder and Whitney Houston.
2: Oh, yeah. Whitney, she, she hung out at the club with us. <laughs> we took her to the club and she hung out with us. i never forget one of my homegirls texting me. She's like, oh, is that, do I see you hanging out with Whitney Houston? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> that was cool. You're so That's
1: cool, calm, and collected about it. It's just like... <laughs> it is Mm. what it is (laughs) the last one I had well not the last one I have that one and then the bonus one um the top five races you've ran
2: races Mm -hmm. like races I run Mm -hmm. uh man so the night that Kobe passed the morning that Kobe passed away I was running a race that time I was running a race actually while it was happening um I don't really say it's top five, but I remember that race because that's the last race I ran. Um, Mm. um, And I was trying to run a race in every city, I mean every state. So I've done one in – I've done one in – they won in D.C. and they won in D.C. and they won in – a couple of them in Georgia. This Father's Day run, I run in Georgia. I I really like running that in Atlanta. Um, then there's a couple of them that I've run out in Santa Monica. That race I was talking about with Kobe shit, that happened, that happened in Santa Monica. But they, they have one in, in like a turkey trot, and then they have like a Christmas one. Mm-hmm. And then they have one downtown LA for New Year's. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those races are, are good to me. I mean, I like running. Um, you know, I, at, at this point, you know, when I, I haven't run a race in a while, but, when I'm running, like, a three, a 5K, like, it's important to me that I finish under 28 minutes. Mm, okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, if I run a 10K, it's important to me that I run I finish that under an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's just different races. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I run a lot of them, but more so, I run in every city I go to. And they're not necessarily a race. You know what I mean? Right. So, if I go to Toronto, if I go to Dubai, if I go to Vegas, I'm going to put... I'm gonna do, you know, put some out.
1: Awesome. Awesome. That's dope. And this is the bonus one. And then we're gonna do our wind down, give shout outs, and where they can follow you and see your, um, your, is it a commercial? It's a commercial commercial for New Balance, right? It's like a, is it like a documentary
2: or is that? Well, it's like a pitch. We're trying to get them to understand how dope, you know what I'm saying? So it was something we pitched to them. And, um, they're gonna bite you know what I mean oh, yeah. like, quality, quality. like I said before the yeah. quality
1: is amazing so yeah. i want you to rate these shoes that i have from 1 to 5 1 being the the worst and 5 being the best okay so all we're right. going to go with these these
2: are the See. all right so i'm 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 one of the purest sneakerheads, right mm-hmm. so to me that shoe as dope as it is it should never be low top to me Right. Okay. Okay. It's cool though, but you know what I'm saying. So for me, I'm gonna give it a three because I would not wear that because that eleven is supposed to be high top. <laughs> and the only Jordans that supposed to be low top are the eleven IE. 11. Other than that, everything supposed you. to be high top. Okay. You know what I'm saying? All that making it, you know, Jordan getting born They 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 was bored. They was like, oh, let's let's make this let's make this silhouette a, a low top. Oh man, on, next one. but it looked clean, though. You know what I'm saying? I just would for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the next one. Yeah. See, all right. So the the things I don't see here's how I look at it. And again, I'm a purist, and those are five. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But Jordan never wore those on a basketball court. Those are those are a creep for baseball. And if you ever visit, get a chance to visit the United States United States, and Chicago with Bulls, they got the Jordan statue outside. Okay. They got those sneakers on him, but he never played basketball in the moment. So I feel a certain way. Again, I get over three. Okay. 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 I got This is the third one. This is something I love. I love you. And we talking strictly politically. And those are five. I'm giving those a five. Yeah, those are five. Yeah. Yeah. They are definitely, they are I know exactly through. what they have. Oh my God. These, yeah. These yeah, those are perfect socks to, to match. You got, yeah, you got to know what to do these. with them. These I haven't worn yet because it's just a consistent amount that comes. You got to know in. what to do with them though. Right, right. Your socks, you can't just have no regular white socks on. Your socks have to be tricky. Mm, these are, these are hard. Yeah, I those mean. are hard. Oh, yeah, you really about this sneaker shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. see, so, yeah, so, so, five. You know what I'm saying? My thing is, if Jordan ain't wearing them, then I ain't wearing them. You know what I'm saying? Those are five. Yeah, he wore those. He he wore those in the All-Star game, I believe. I like, I
1: like shoes that make my feet look small. I don't like the
2: big, bulky. (laughs) People always kill me saying that. I do, (laughs) because I don't like, I don't like, your shoes, your shoes, shoes don't make your feet big. Your feet are pretty big. <laughs> All right, so these are the last ones. I really like these. I really really like these. All right, see those are those are. I would say four. Mm-hmm. I don't wear red shoes though. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But those are hard though. These are definitely. You know what I nice. mean? Yeah. Yes. I love them. Oh man. Yeah, no. They are. I just, I just, me personally, don't wear anything red. Like, as far as like, shoes. Oh,
1: okay. Is there a a particular reason why, or is it just. Nah, I just don't
2: think that, you know, red looks good on my feet. You know what I'm saying?
1: See, that's just, that still goes to the show. Like, just because you said that, my feet still look small in them. So it's a tit for tat at this situation. So I really appreciate you even coming on the show and blessing us with all of your knowledge. And I'm sure you could talk more and more and more about promotions and, and just things in life that you have going on. And we also, you also have to do that run, bro. Like you got to get these artists in there and I'm sure it'll be a wonderful turnout. So you got to do that. So we are in the last 10 or five, 10 minutes. Uh, You can do your oh. Actually, no. I'm gonna ask you the question first, and then we can do the wind down. Uh, the question of the day is: What bothers you about the industry? Why, and what would be your solution to fixing it?
2: Um, what bothers me? It's not really just an industry thing, though. It's just like people not, you know, taking a trash serious. Mm-hmm. But it don't. I don't let none of this stuff bother me no more. You feel what I'm saying? Like, so don't nothing bother me. You know what I mean? Um, this place I'm in in my life, like, you, know, you can't bother me. Nobody can bother me or make me upset or anything. Uh-huh. It's just, you know, when people don't take their career serious or people waste their time. Because I believe in hard work over time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I believe if you if you talented, if you work hard, you're gonna be out of here. Right. If if you talented and you don't work hard, you're not gonna be out of here. Right. So you know. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it bothers me. It's just, you know, a shame to see somebody, you know, really talented and don't put in the work. You know what I'm saying? I, again, I respect hard work over talent. Right, right. All
1: right. Dope. So give your shout outs where they can follow you and anything that you
2: would uh, like to do. No real around. shout I mean, shout out to my daughter. She graduated from Columbia Nursing School in New York City after graduating from USC last year. Like, so she's on a shit. Uh, you know, congrats! Congr- you know, shout out to all my kids. Um me uh, Instagram and Twitter is the same, Amir Kari. Um, you know, that's that's where I'm at. Okay.
1: And don't forget to click the link in your bio for the new balance.
2: Oh yeah, the link in my bio is just the video, the the full video of the new balance gray day, um, generations of gray. Um real. It's kinda dope. It is really dope. It I watch it
1: is dope. I literally just watched it. Yeah.
2: And I was like, "Yeah,
1: that shit." That the qual, like I said before, the quality is like crisp.
2: Yeah, Torn so did his thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm That's proud true. of that. I'm proud you're of what, it, what it came. <laughs> you
1: said yeah, you're proud of uh, way it came
2: out. Say it again.
1: What did you say? You said you're you're proud of the way it came out. Oh, I'm proud of
2: the way it came out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm 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 proud of the way it came out.
1: I was more
2: honored that they even told me to, you know, to do it. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Of
1: course. I got more shoes in the bag over that when we are off air. I got got a few more. Um, but okay. Well, yeah. Like I said before, I really appreciate you coming through. Uh, you guys can follow the podcast. So Hollywood, the podcast, um, this episode will be on all of your streaming platforms everywhere that you like to listen to a podcast. Um, and follow me, the host, Miss Hollywood 313, M-I-S-S Hollywood 313. Um Also, the Adult Swim Tour Volume 4 mixtape will be coming out in June. Um And the Core DJ Retreat we have in Atlanta from June 4th through the 7th. So if you haven't gotten your ticket, go ahead and do that now. Um, and they officially sent me my email saying that I will be doing media in one of the media rooms at the Cordage DJ retreat, which is dope. Cause that's something way different for me. And, um, I really appreciate that. And, um, yeah, the adult swim team will be there as well. And, um, yeah, do you have anything else? If not, we're going to shut out the show and we're going to get back to get back. Peace. Yo, 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 yo. Is it me or was it hiding here?
0: Yeah. Is it me or was it hiding here? So Hollywood, O double L. Why double you double O? So Hollywood, O double L. double you double O? So Hollywood, O double L. double you double O? So Hollywood, O double L. Why double you double O? Hello, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get ignorant The Hollywood lights are bright. let's get right for a little bit The writing's so low, so let's go and bump it a little bit Let's celebrate like it's gonna end in a little bit Hit the brought with a little twist, and mix it with some of this And mix it with Hollywood, and you're far from monotonous Imagine the gas cake can't produce more hotness Than this hip-hop pop, it's a female accomplished H-O-L-L-Y-W-O-O So Hollywood H-O-L-L-Y-W-O-O So Hollywood Double L, double U double O? So high, oh double L, double U double O? Is it me or was it hiding here? Is it me or was it hiding here?
1: Looking to book your next studio session? Contact Session 420 at www.greenleafgame.com.